Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Adam Heath of Vittable. This is Dating Kinda Sucks, a podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. This week, we'll be talking about red flags in the bedroom. Enjoy the show. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fuck on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck, because we all know dating kind of sucks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Dating Kinda Sucks. If you're new to DKS, my name is Adam, and I'm a comedian, writer, and misogynist turned feminist, joined by my co-host Sarah, who is a millennial, travel junkie, and serial dater now in a committed relationship. We're not professionals, doctors, or experts, just two people sharing our perspectives on the world of dating, sex, and relationships. The first half of every episode is spent catching up on what's happening in our lives, and the second half is reserved for the episode's main topic. So if that's all that brought you here, you can skip through the halfway mark, or you can stick around and enjoy the whole show. Let's get started. I like the, you said red flags in the bedroom with kind of like a little bit of sex. Spiciness, like, like yeah. A little sensuality, they're like red flags in the bedroom. Sorry, I've been on so many webinars where everyone's just been very monotone, so I had to spice it up. Red flags in the bedroom. Do you ever just want to go onto a radio voice when you're doing like webinars and just like all of a sudden like put on your... I don't get to like, present. If I did, uh, okay, I, w- okay. I would be more animated, but I, I sat on one today where it was just da-da-da-da-da, and it looked like she was reading off the screen, and I was like... My God, please help me. I am not looking forward to any type of webinars. Like I, 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 I have avoided that my entire life. I, you know, maybe starting some work soon where I work for someone else, which will be the first time in a decade. Years. Let's say yeah, a decade. A, let's say a decade that I've worked for somebody else. And I don't know about this, you know, the, the whole corporate environment. I guess we'll see what, what it's like. You don't but, fit the mold, but you'll make it work. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll make, I'll make it work, but uh, you know, I'm not one for for webinars. It's funny because you, you know you were talking about like your company doing a um like a, a Fitbit step, challenge. Yeah, we do a you know, step stepping challenge doing, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really you know okay, great, you know, but you're like, yeah, we got to get in there. Our team has to beat the other team, and I'm sitting there thinking, I am not that type of person. I am not a participator in those types of events. Let me be real. I'm typically not that person either. The problem is I'm new to the company. And on top of that, they needed an extra person. And I was like, you know what? Be a team player. Start. Because my my one job that I was at for over three years, after year one, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not doing this anymore. But I feel like because I'm still in my first year, I'm like, and I actually kind of want to do it at the same time. But it, I don't know what the prize is. That's because are. you think there might be a money. There might be a yeah. cash prize. That's yeah. why. Because you just, you're money you motivated. Money, dollar yeah. signs in your eyes, basically. Yes. So uh, what's been going on in your life? Two weeks until Roy and I move. Two weeks? Two yeah, weeks we're recording left. this, uh, what's October 18th, I think? Yep, uh, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, October 18th. Um, and so, wow, that's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, you're, it's, uh, it's wild. Hit, hit the to, road. To think that this chapter is over. I've had some moments of being sad about it and feeling like I let myself down because Nashville didn't work out. And then I've also thought, Fuck this shit. Get get out now. But I think I think it's. You've been, lived there for how many years? Five. It'll be five in December. If that's I would have stayed in December. Not working out. That's I mean that's like giving you know living a place in a place for five years. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I feel like I maybe the pandemic 
brought it on, but I feel like I lost a lot of the friends that I had during the pandemic because I switched jobs. I didn't see anyone because everyone was remote because of the pandemic and just feeling a lot less connected to the community I once really liked to hang out with, if that makes sense. And then on top of that, just I, maybe I just isolated myself because I just hang out with Roy all the time, but really I just want to hang out with him because <laughs> right, there's, right. Uh, there's, I, I've done the whole song and dance of meeting up with all these people and basically going on friend dates all the time and just like dating. It's fucking exhausting. And I'm like, look, I have a person I like hanging out with and I like hanging out by myself. I think I'm good. So I'm going to have to kind of dust off the cobwebs of networking and making friends once I move to my new location. But I, and when are, when are we going to announce this? Once the I'm podcast? there. Once, once I'm you're there. there. Okay. So, so November. November. Next episode, basically, probably. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Once I'm there. Well, that'll be in two weeks. I mean, that'll be it'll be less than more than two weeks from now because this episode will but come we're out recording on Friday. Before, so I'll well, wait. right. So maybe we'll have an announcement and then. No. Uh, or, once or I'm physically do, there. Oh, you're physically there. Once I'm physically or, or there. Or we can. Or what we can do is we can. Um, we could do like a. Uh, Sarah and Roy are moving to, and then just leave it blank, and then later on come in when you're there and just stick the voice in. Moving to, <laughs> whatever you know. Yeah. Florida. Um, no. <laughs> oh God. But it's not Florida. <laughs> I think I do miss Florida sometimes. Like, Same, me too. It's, it's actually more when I see friends like going out and doing things around Orlando, and I'm like, I miss some of those things. Like, not all of those things, and I don't miss a lot of the weather and the humidity, but I do miss some of those things sometimes. Yeah, I think every and and that's what I think I'm gonna feel when I leave here too. Is I'm, I'm gonna miss a couple of elements of Nashville, just like I miss a couple things about Orlando, but onward and upward, I guess. And it's a weird right. feeling because I don't have family here, and I really don't have a core group of friends here either i have a couple of friends but me leaving here is really <laughs> peace out i'm not fucking coming back you know it's it's right, right. it really feels like i'm never coming back here versus orlando where i have family and a bigger group of friends to come back to if i wanted i guess the only reason i could see you coming back would be with roy's family for like events you know for roy's family living there so yeah i guess but maybe as long as you don't murder him Oh, great. Yeah, we think I'm going to do that. Okay. Well, so anyways. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you had you had the potential. Um, but uh, Wait, are to... you trying to are you trying to talk about a fight that we had? Is that what you're pulling on right now? Dude, yep. it's been so long in my mind. I don't even remember what the fight was about, but I know what you're trying to get to. I'm totally blacked out on what, what I was mad about. Really? <laughs> I don't you, remember. The moving uh, vans and the moving trucks and uh, all of that. Oh no! Yeah, he pissed me off with that. There was murder, murder on your on your in your voice when you were telling me about it. But now it's all solved, so it's a non-issue. But yeah, we were disagreeing on how we were going to move to our new place because we're moving pretty far away, and he got cold feet on the options that I had researched and had multiple. I don't know. Going through the moving process and hiring movers, you have to get on virtual calls and they need to like assess your stuff and see, you know, give an estimate and then not to exceed. I, I know so much about this shit now because I've done four or five virtual tours with companies right, and then right. vetted them and gotten quotes of astronomical fees versus something more reasonable. And then after I did all of that work, he said, eh, I might just take a U-Haul and just drive our stuff just you know, instead. <laughs> and I, yeah, I guess I did. I, I did lose my shit. Cause I was like, look, I spent yes. all this fucking time. I thought we were on the same page. We're not doing this. And it was funny because we were on a family game night with his family talking about it. And his mom had just assumed that we were taking a U-Haul and driving it across the country. 
And his sister was like, oh, I would never do that. I would hire movers. And I was like, exactly. That's what we're going to do. So I was like, yeah, we're, we're picking these movers. I'm not lifting a fucking finger except for putting stuff in boxes and we'll be done. And then his mom's like, well, I think Sarah's decided for you, Roy. So <laughs> have fun with that. Yeah, I think this could just be a good lesson to any partners out there who are thinking about moving, uh, you know, moving like from one town to another, that if you tell your partner yeah, okay, whatever you want is fine. And then they put all the effort into doing research and figuring things out and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. That is not the time to be like, oh, I don't know if I trust what you're doing. I'm going to go ahead and try to do my own thing. Like, that's not the time to just, you know, the time to do that, to like do your own research is at the same time they're doing research so that you can be well-informed and you can come into it. And yeah. Well, I'm just the one always taking charge on a lot of the stuff too, because I don't mind it. Everything. Not everything, but I, I mean, it's just because Regis is like usually goes along with the flow in every capacity. So I think it's that's why it's so frustrating for you when he the few times where he's like, "Oh, I don't know about this," and you're like, "Why now? Why is this the thing you're caring about?" That's true. I mean, I he picked the place that we're moving to. There's things where he cares more about this. I just want the location, so I'm like, "You pick your shit, and then I pick this shit, and then we're good, and we don't have any conflicts." But I mean. I I basically told him, I said, if you don't pick the mover option, then I'll move my own shit and you can figure out your shit. And I think that's that was his moment of, oh, she's not fucking around. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was really mad then. But that feels uh, like three weeks ago. I know it was probably two weeks ago at this point, but it was in my mind a long time ago because now I'm just looking ahead. So Right, right. Ahead, full steam ahead. But I remember my father did that to my mother about something that was kind of like that. Like they had made up, my mother had made all these decisions, got everything ready, and then my dad was like, you know... And what she about? just like, she lost her shit. She was just like, what are you? No, this is not happening. You know, you had your opportunity to speak up. It's like the voting period. You know, they do like a city council's like, we're going to put in a fountain. And they go through all the stuff. And they have all this period for people to come up and say something. And then they finally, you know, start working towards it. And then people are like, oh, we don't like this. Well, tough shit. You had your time you to say something. You had your moment. That's closed you now. Your... <laughs> That's right. That moment is closed. We've pe- we're past the voting period. Now we're actually executing the plan. Yeah. I think it was seeing the quotes. And then he was thinking, hmm, could we save money going the original option? And I told him that was never an original option in my mind. We were never doing that. Plus, he's right. he's about to turn 35. He's never hired movers in his life. Yeah. And as a woman, a single woman who's moved multiple times, I'm not mm-hmm. lifting things by myself. There's no fucking way I can. I have always hired movers. So I just assumed, my bad, I just assumed this was the route we were going because movers and we are older and we have money and we don't have friends and paying them with pizza. You know, I'm, I'm out of that stage of my life. Right. You guys have good, you both have good paying jobs and that's what the money is for, is for paying for things like this. But what is it? That was that old meme that was like when you reach 30, like it's like once you hit 30, you stop inviting your friends to help you move for pizza and beer and stuff like that. And, you know, you stay in a hotel when you go to a town, you don't crash on someone's couch, you know, like it's one of those things you just generally do if you can, you know, if you can afford it, obviously. It's also more comfortable if you can't afford it. Oh yeah. I just, I can't imagine the idea of you, like if if you and he and Ad had actually trans like gone together in a U all across country, I really do think there would have been a murder. Let me let me just emphasize this: I'm not even driving across country. I'm hopping on a fucking plane and getting there, and because yep. I'm shipping my car, he's driving his car to save the two thousand dollars of shipping a car. Fine, whatever. And then putting some more valuables in his car. Fine, but 
I was like, do you want me to go with you? And he said, you know, it might be good for the three or four days I'm on the road that you just get there before me and we'll just have that time to ourselves. Cause he was like, you might, <laughs> he was assuming we'll probably just annoy the shit out of each other for the four days, three or four days we're driving across the country. Yeah. Yeah. That, that can be, cause it can be so stressful. Uh, it really can be just, just driving a U-Haul. I remember driving with Amy from with a giant U-Haul and a full car, car trailer all the way across country. And it was just like, just knuckle, like, you know, white knuckling it. Uh, up and down mountains and on curvy roads and through Los Angeles traffic. And add for me, terrible it was, it was weather. Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You're, nope. you're going in the middle of November. Who knows there what you're going to find? Snow. Yeah. No fucking thank you. That was my whole thing of you're really going to do that. Anyways, it's a, it's a non-issue now. Yeah, but yes. This but week, let it be a lesson for, for people listening maybe that, uh, you know, that yeah, <laughs> moving and this, is uh, one this of those has things. This has not been easy, but, you know, it's done. And the moving in part to the new location will be the new hurdle of figuring out who gets what room and because we don't sleep that's in the, the nice thing room. about you flying is that you get to choose ah, see i don't want to be you that. get to call dibs no nope. here's the other thing we haven't fucking been to the house that we're renting so we have no idea like we, yeah we did a virtual tour with the realtor and blah 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 but it's going to be different when i'm there standing going yeah i think i like this one more and yeah i will be there first to kind of you get you get dibs that's how that works okay he very he just as easily could have flown with you, but he chose not to, so you get dibs. I think everybody would agree with me that you, you get to you get dibs on the room. You can find a room that you know, and he has, gets dibs to install his uh, weights wherever he wants. Well, so if I get one room, I also get a second room for an office. So it's like the up there's an upstairs and a downstairs. So if I pick one floor, I get that whole floor, and he gets the other. I don't know. That's pros and cool. cons. Yeah, pros and cons. But well, that's nice. Yeah. Definitely dibs. I think you get dibs. I think we're going to agree with that. Maybe we'll do a poll later to see what the uh, who gets dibs. What all the listeners say who gets dibs. Whoever's there first gets dibs. Yeah. Anywho, what about your life? So I put you on the spot to talk about this because I don't have anything in my life going on. Basically, oh, that's what okay. that's what it was. Yeah. I just I was like, let's let's get definitely started to talk on about the things. spot. I didn't even yeah, think I, I was, had a fight recently. I, I didn't think about it until we started recording, and I was like, oh wait, what about? It's like, ooh, <laughs> there was something. I take a walk and bitch to you on the phone of what the fuck. But it was like yeah. for two days, and then it was over. Yes, yes, yeah, because it would have been over one way or the other. I think uh, <laughs> you'd be like Adam. What, what? How do I dispose of a body? Is really, and I'd have been like, All right, I am not like that. Okay, go to Joe. Home Depot, get some plastic drop cloth, a uh, lie, a shovel. There you go. So um, nothing's really going on in my life. I've got a potential date coming up um, towards the end of the week. It's a date, however, it's not. Uh, we met on Facebook dating. She told me after we scheduled it that she's already talking to somebody that like, and wants to see where it goes. But she's like intrigued to meet and would be like, "Oh, I'll be one of your friends in Utah." Yeah, and I was like, "That's cool." So we're, we've been getting along by text, and that that's fine. And I've had some other people that I've been talking to. I just haven't scheduled anything because, you know me. <laughs> is like, the Facebook is, dating scene dead? I haven't heard a lot of people talk about Facebook dating versus the other apps. I actually like some elements of it. Now, I can't do it on my main account. It will not let me on my main account. I don't know if it's because I You've have been blocked so many times. 5,000 friends on there or maybe because I've gotten, you know, yeah, I've gotten put in Facebook jail. But for some reason, I can't. But on my alt account, which only has like 300 uh, friends on there. It's it's it allows me to do it, so I, I really don't know. But I have to remember to log into that account and then check it, and I'll get matches with people sometimes. Okay, it's okay, but she, like I've met people that I don't see on other apps, so that's that's interesting. One funny thing is that I have now my parents live in a little 
condo complex. It's like a little courtyard that has six condos that are all like townhome condos all next to each other. They're all like a part of one building, you know, but like my parents, it's like, it's a huge place. It's like this two story, three bedroom, you know, three bath place, but like somehow they're all joined in this giant building. But anyways, in the, in the courtyard, there's this one woman, uh, and I have run across her on dating apps now on three different dating apps and she's never acknowledged it. So you've come across her. Have you swiped right on her? Every time. Did you match? No, that's what I'm saying. She, and she's never acknowledged it. I've seen her in the courtyard and waved. Yo, and you everything. should say something to I her. I know, I know. You I need know, to like, be like, I think I've seen you before. Where have I seen you besides this courtyard? And then just be Well, awkward. my dad was doing a garage sale. She came over and introduced herself. Uh, and then we talked for a minute. And then, um, yeah, she. Had, but every time I've seen her recently, she's had her like her daughter with her, who's like uh, probably in the like early, not t- like adolescent age. And so I don't want to like talk about it with in front of her. Cause I'm sure it'll just create something like her daughter will be like, what's that? What's a dating app or whatever, you know? So I, I, I do need to, cause the first time I ran across her was on like hinge, I think. And I matched and I said, Oh, look who, look who it is. And I was like, she has to recognize. Like, she how saw could she that message. Recognize? Yeah. But like, look who it is. Oh, look like just an acknowledgement that I already know you, you know, and, and no match. And then Damn. Bumble, and Tinder. I've seen her on the, those as well. Wait, okay. Yeah. So after you said, look who it is, did you run into her at the courtyard and say hi and she said hi back? Uh, it was it, it was a little while later, but yeah, like I've seen her a few times okay. and she waves and yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could also be that she's not really on the apps aggressively and she hasn't come across me yet in that in that way. Maybe, but I feel like after a few weeks pass, then... yeah. That's I don't odd. Know. You need to say something of, hey, I think we I well, saw you, Well, so what I did was I told my dad met. that I ran across her. And my, my dad, I'm sure my dad will just say something because my dad has no chill and is completely, I'm sure he'll like, he'll be like, hey, Alex, uh, you should go out with my son sometime. Like, that's basically what he's going to say. Like, yes, I expect you know, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But that's kind of funny. But yeah, so I'll be going down to Provo Thursday and uh, at least meeting up with somebody. So maybe I'll make a new friend. The problem, of course, being the same problem that everything is so fucking far away in this from this town. <laughs> Counting down the months. <laughs> I, you know, and it's like it is beautiful here. I mean, it's nice, but goddamn. Yeah, yesterday after dinner, I drove around and saw like a family of like fourteen deer, all just like on the side of the road, just eating, and that was cool looking, really cool. Took some cool pictures of them, like with the mountains behind them and the sun setting, and it was gorgeous and. You know, I can't go out drinking with a fucking deer, though. So, um... (laughs) (laughs) well, speaking of making friends and new members, we have a new member on our Patreon and you can become one, too, by going to the link patreon.com slash DKS podcast. We like to welcome Laura White as our newest member. And like we mentioned all the time, we do exclusive episodes and special content on our patreon yes we've been sticking with those we've had a few bonus episodes up uh we had one up from the last episode we'll have one up after this episode as well so yes thank you laura Uh, i'd also like to give a shout out to some of our countries where we've shown up on the podcast charts and so dating kind of sucks has popped up in south africa slovenia barbados and belgium so i want to say thank you to all of you um barbados is funny because like i keep having that one Yeah. yeah yeah 
and I, I know there's not a large population in Barbados, so I, I have to wonder if it's just one person who's just binging like certain episodes, and that's enough to put us up in the charts because uh, hey, it is it a small going. enough. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so thank you very much to uh, to all of our international listeners. I appreciate you uh, very much. And uh, let's uh, let's get into um, the email that we have. So, which which you can email us at our address, which is dating kind of sucks podcast at gmail dot com. I used to do a really good job checking this inbox, but since traveling. <laughs> that's been Adam. So thank you, Adam, for <laughs> responding to these emails. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One of us has to actually do the work here. So uh, I'm happy Always to Always the diss and... on my end. Yep. <laughs> no, you've been busy. You've been busy enough. It's all right. <laughs> I'm not, I, like, I, it's funny. I check her inbox and I'll be like, oh, no, I'm not going to even bother reading half the emails we get anyways. But we'll read yours if it's exciting, like this one we're about to read now. Yes, but we get it. A lot of our stuff is just random stuff. But like people who have sent in questions, we will handle those. Uh, you can send those in, like I said, through email. You can also people DM us on Instagram too with questions that we uh, we also reply to. So this question was from a listener who wanted to remain anonymous, and I'm going to go ahead and read her email. I'm in a tough dating situation. I would love some advice. I had been seeing a guy for about two months, met on Hinge, and hit it off well. I was enjoying taking it slow for once and truly getting to know each other before diving all in and committing. Then he disappeared one day. I'm not a stranger to ghosting, but thought two months in didn't warrant that type of behavior. I told him so via text after not hearing from him for four days. We had also passed a day that we were discussing meeting up and then let it go. A couple more days passed and he called. He was drunk and told me he was an alcoholic and fell off the wagon for the first time in nine years and was ashamed and afraid to tell me. There had been a triggering event. I had known he was sober, but we hadn't yet gotten into the details. I continued to talk to him for the next several days as he got back on the wagon. During our chats, he told me everything there was to know, his whole history with his issue and his plan to get back to his normal sober life. True to his plan, he did get sober again and has been for a week now. I, I believe that he is a good guy and may be great for me. I also appreciate knowing and seeing the worst in someone fairly early on. I don't want to judge him or discard him immediately just because he relapsed. I'm also not ignorant that he has a serious chronic disease that he will be dealing with for the rest of his life. Everyone deserves loving relationships, so I hate to write someone off just because they went through a low moment. Do I run like hell or continue to move slowly and see how it plays out while dating others still? I wouldn't run like hell just yet. That's a very difficult situation to be in, and alcoholism is incredibly challenging. I think after your talk with him, to assess, you know, maybe have another talk and say, you know, what's your level of importance of your recovery? Because adding a relationship or continuing this dating that we have going on right now could be triggering in some degree. I We don't know the triggering event, but... His sobriety is obviously the most important thing and making sure that he's focused with that and letting him do his thing while you do your thing isn't a bad thing. But I, I think you need to come together and say, hey, I like you, but make sure you're putting yourself a priority first, not just dating me and then creating more chaos. No, I agree. I agree. And I think that, you know, you're not a bad person if you want to remain detached from somebody who has an issue like this. And that it doesn't make you bad just because 
you don't want to support somebody else as they go through something. You know, it's, it's one thing if you've committed to a relationship or a marriage with somebody and then they develop an issue and you're like, oh, I'm not going to help you with this. That's, that's a whole totally different issue. This, you guys are strangers, essentially. So you're not, you know, you are not responsible for what's, what he's going through. And maybe while he's trying to get back on the wagon and get his life back in order, he shouldn't even be dating anybody at all. Like, he should really be focusing on himself and only himself. So I would say don't feel bad if you decide to walk away. But if you do decide to stay with him, just keep your eye, eyes out and stay sharp and look for red flags. Other than this, or in, in addition to this, you know, like things that are, that are tied to this. And, and like Sarah said, make sure to keep yourself the priority. Like, don't try to mm-hmm. fix him. Don't try to, you know, make, let, let his, you know, what he has to go through somehow make you um, maybe susceptible to, to whatever problems might come as a result of it. Focus on yourself first and then worry about him and his feelings second. Agreed. Yeah. Put yourself first, but. So, yeah. uh, excellent question. Yeah. Um, and it's a very, you know, not, a, not an easy question, you know, not, not an easy place to be, but, uh, hopefully it works out and, uh, please let us know, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, what's been happening. Cause I know it's been a few weeks since you emailed us. So this is probably something that, uh, that you've been dealing with. So let us know uh, what's going on, what's been going on. And, uh, yeah. And, and if other people have questions, you can always, like Sarah said, email us at dating kind of sucks podcast at uh, gmail.com. And with that, we'll take a quick break and be right back with What to See with Sarah G. (laughs) Well, uh, as Sarah said, before we went to break, we are back with What to See with Sarah G. And this week, she is going to explore Little Rock, Arkansas. So take it away. Yeah, I like to mix it up and do something international and then something in the United States. And Arkansas in general might be a place not a lot of people consider. I know... Both you and I, we did an episode while we were in Little Rock together, what, last summer? So we both spent a little oh, bit of time right. here. Did. Yeah, where you cri- drunk. You criticized my pillow shoes and we had a good time. <laughs> but yeah, you drunk. Yeah. But um, so <laughs> let's get into Little Rock, Arkansas. Named for the landmark La Petite Rocher, which is French for Little Rock. Little Rock, Arkansas is a vibrant city filled with history, scenic views, and friendly people. There are, like I mentioned, I spent a long time here, six weeks. So there are a lot of other day trips you can take from Little Rock that I'll also kind of mention. You can go to Bentonville. You can go to Hot Springs, which Adam and I also went to when you were hungover. But I highly recommend visiting the natural state. And just to sell visiting Arkansas a little bit more, if you like hiking, biking, history, or the outdoors in general, there's a little bit for everyone. And it is relatively inexpensive compared to some other states if you're planning on traveling so you can keep that in mind let's talk about places to visit i would start off with visiting pinnacle mountain state park it's about a 20 minute drive from downtown and you'll get to pinnacle mountain this state is filled with various hiking and biking trails at all skill levels there's two main trails there's a hard one and an easy one but i say that in like air quotes because they're all pretty challenging the Hard trail is the east. The easy trail is the west. Just bring extra water and an energy bar. I stupidly did the east one thinking that I would be fine. I had enough water and stuff, but you're literally scaling rocks on the east side versus the west side is more of a paved trail. So do the west. Um, but once you get to the top, I know you're shaking your head at me, Adam, but once you get to the top, there are really beautiful views of all the waterways throughout the area. I don't really know what the waterways are called. I should have looked that up, but it's really pretty and you could spend an entire day just hiking around that area and checking it out. 
Another area that I feel like is a little bit touristy but still worth a visit is to the Old Mill. It's about 10 minutes from downtown, and fun fact, it was shown during the opening credits of Gone with the Wind. So that, like, mill that you see, that's that in Little Rock. It's pretty pit... What? Have you seen Gone with the Wind? You know, I've only seen the first minute of Gone with the Wind, so I could say, oh, I saw that. <laughs> you saw the mill. Okay. I, saw, just had, just had yeah, to, I had to ask. It's like the first 30 seconds or something. I've never seen it, so I, I didn't know. You think I saw it? No fucking way. Um, but it's right. cool, I guess. Um, but it's in this really cute park filled with bridges and greenery, and there were a lot of people taking high school photos and photographers there, so keep that in mind. But it is really nice to just walk around and see. Next is Junction Bridge, which is behind the River Market. Um, There's like a park downtown, so you can walk through the park and get to the bridge. You can walk right across the bridge, check out the Arkansas River, and then you're right downtown in downtown Little Rock. For history buffs, there is Little Rock Central High School, if you've ever heard of the Little Rock Nine. In 1957, after Brown v. Board of Education in 1954, um, nine black students were selected to attend Little Rock High School in an all-white school at the time. This is actually still an operating high school, and it's also the only school that is a National Historic Site. So you can park at the visitor center, learn more, and take a tour of the high school when it's not in operating hours. It was closed during COVID when I was there, but pretty cool. There's also, um, because the Clintons were from Arkansas, so there's um, the William J. Clinton Library and Museum. I didn't get a chance to go inside of it, but it's a really cool building. And then there's also the Big Dam Bridge if you're looking for nice views and a walk across the river as well. So those are some scenic things to do, but let's talk about food because I ate out a lot when I was in Little Rock and especially at this place that I took Adam to. And I don't know if he really, oh, he's rolling his eyes. So he didn't really like it, which I already knew. The Root Cafe by far was my favorite restaurant in Little Rock. I ate here about 10 times during my six-week stay, and I just, I, you know what? I just really loved the community environment that The Root has fostered. They source their food from small farmers across the state of Arkansas and really have a good variety of vegan, gluten-free, and vegetarian options, all things that Adam hates. <laughs> they did not have bacon. <laughs> was that was that the place we went when we met up with... Yes. Um... Uh, the friend from TikTok too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, for like brunchish, right? Yeah. Wasn't that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, what? I hate it that just, you hate that, but okay, that's uh, fine. Well, it's just like you know, it's what it is. Is it's just the environment of walking into a place and like, I don't know, everything about it was just annoying. The chairs were uncomfortable. Oh, it's all outdoors. God. It was hot as hell. It was just I don't know. I, I just I like cold. It was all outside. Nice, yeah, nice, you know, comfy seats and a oh, server who comes up to you. Like, uh, I hate this. You order at the, the counter uh, and then they bring then you they food. To, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, anyways. of everything anyways, I tried. You liked it and I know you loved it. I, uh, I didn't yeah. just like it. I loved yeah, this loved place it, yeah. and highly recommend visiting. I ordered a lot of different things on the menu, but I kept going back to the spicy banh mi and a honey ginger lemonade. It was a perfect... What? The lemonade was delicious. Oh, I will okay, say that. Good. I did like, but they didn't give you fucking straws, and that was another thing that drove me drove me crazy. They're like, an environmentally conscious. Ah, fuck environmentally conscious. Okay. okay. Anyways, okay. Let me continue. Next time, I'm not picking a place Adam's been to. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> next is Community Bakery. It's right down the street from the Root Cafe. It's just one of those local restaurants that really made me feel at home. Their menu isn't that fancy. They have, you know, a nice display of all their desserts and everything at the cafe. But reasonable prices and pretty good sandwiches. 
there are a couple taco places, another taco place I took Adam, but I'll start with the first one that you didn't go to, which is Heights Taco and Tamale Co. Um, if you come here, you have to get the skillet queso, probably one of the best quesos I've had in the U.S., which I that that's a big claim. But it was actually really like I still think about that queso. It's a little on the pricier side of some of the other restaurants in Little Rock, but it's on the hip side of town. So it's just like, OK, I kind of assumed it's worth the splurge. I also really like their um, crispy ahi tuna tacos and their grilled tacos, grilled chicken tacos. And then Adam and I went to The Fold, which, again, another hip restaurant. But I actually think Adam liked this place. I did. Yeah? I okay, did. good, good, yeah. good. Um, this spot was originally an auto repair shop that turned into a taco garage in 2012. And it's a good place to just grab a cocktail and try a taco or a burrito. So, yeah, that one gets a thumbs up from Adam, which is the most important thing about this entire. <laughs> <laughs> Adam liked it. So you I mean, if, if we both like it, then you know that it's got to be pretty decent. Cause, and know, if I like very... it, eh. But if we both like it, then you know. If just you or just me, then like some people are not going to like it. But if we both do, I feel like that's a really rousing endorsement. So the fold that keeps the fold, the fold. yeah. yeah. Um, of course, you can get catfish. There's a couple of catfish places in Little Rock that are worth checking out downtown. Their downtown scene is pretty lively at night, not as lively as like a Nashville where I live now. But you know, it's it's a nice it's it's a cool place to be. If you're looking for day trips outside of Little Rock, there are two options. You could do Hot Springs, which is known for their naturally heated thermal springs and mountain views. You can check out the, you can like swim in the spring water baths or whatever, get a massage, hang out there. It's also a state park, which is kind of cool. And then they have some Al Capone stuff. Or you can visit Bentonville, which was probably my favorite weekend that I had in Arkansas. It's in Northwest Arkansas. It's the birthplace of Walmart, and they're also really well-known for their mountain and biking and all of that stuff, but really cool coffee shops, a nice little downtown square. I really enjoyed Bentonville. What was the place? So what was the place that we went when I was hungover? Hot Springs. We didn't go to we didn't go to downtown hot springs. We went to like the botanical garden of some type. Yeah, we went to like the hot springs botanical garden that had this pretty well known church that was there, and then we walked around that park area. I'm blanking on the name. Yeah, I can't remember the name either. But yeah, that was that was very pretty. It was very pretty. I just was so massively hungover, and it was so hot that day that we walked for a bit, and then finally I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go back in the car. You take your time." And I just went in the car, cranked the air conditioning, and just waited for you to walk around. Yeah, pro- there was too much hike, too much hiking too in that in that around walking around there. Yeah, if you don't like hiking, you're not gonna really enjoy Arkansas. And also, pro tip with the heat: just don't go in August through September. It's hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah, God, <laughs> it's so humid. Nice. It's still nice, but yeah, and that's. Uh, what to see in Little Rock, unless Adam has anything to add. <laughs> well, what what I would suggest now, when I was oh, there, okay. I, no, no, no um, I stayed at the uh, A Loft um, Hotel in downtown Little Rock, and uh, it was actually really nice and very like trendy and cool. And they had a nice little bar in there and did did a great job. So I enjoyed that. And then I was looking for a dive bar to go to on one of the nights that you were staying in, and I went to a place called Grumpy's Two. That is the diviest dive bar. They still they still allowed smoking in there. Like that's for the that's how much of a dive bar it was. But the chicken was fantastic. It was great. And then uh, right around the corner from a loft in uh, downtown was a gay bar that I went to for a drink after I got back from Grumpy's. And that's when I think I got drugged. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Because I only had two drinks, and then like I don't remember walking from the bar. And you passed out. And it was on the only. Bench. Around, yeah, I sat on the bench outside my hotel for some reason. Decided to sit down. 
and like woke up like five minutes later and got up and there was, I was sitting next to a homeless guy and he's like, Hey man, you forgot your phone. So I will say they're very friendly people there. Cause I left my phone just sitting uh, and like, you know, he could have just ran off with it, I guess, but he didn't, he just, you know, yeah. told me. And then uh, that's why I was so miserably hungover, I think, was because uh, whatever I... The next day, that's when we drink, went to Hot yeah, Springs. that was the next yeah. day when we had to go to the Hot Springs. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that, was pretty, that was pretty awful. Um, and, uh, and then I found all those weird photos that I took on my walk from the bar to the bench. Like, just random photos, like uh, selfies, weird, like, just photos of, like, signposts and stuff. Like, I don't know what the fuck was it. Like, it was so fucking weird. That's wild. So, I don't remember you yeah. telling me that, but... Yeah. <laughs> so watch out if you go to Grumpy's, I guess. No, I don't think it was Grumpy. I think it was the gay bar that I went to, which I don't remember the name of, but it was around the corner from Aloft. Yeah, hmm. I, I think that's where it happened. But I still had a great time. I did I did enjoy Little Rock. I would totally go back there. And uh, thank you for sharing all of your uh, your thoughts as well. Yeah, such a hidden gem. I, li- I, I yeah. liked Arkansas. I really did. I was surprised at how much I liked it. Yeah. Like I really didn't expect to like it that much. There's some. There's been a few towns as I've traveled that I'm like, oh, I expected this to be just an armpit. Yep. You know, like 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 um, what's it called? Clarksville, Tennessee. That's an armpit. You know, like. Oh uh, yeah, I was saying that, that is an armpit. You are correct. Yeah, but like Little Rock was a was a very nice little gem. So. There you go. That's uh, What's to See with Sarah G. And we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into the topic of the red flags in bed. Well, Dating Kind of Sucks isn't just about dating. It's also about sex and relationships. And I think it's time we talk about sex and red flags in the bedroom. We, we touch on a lot of the same. I feel like over the course of almost five years of this podcast, we touch on a lot of red flags in the bedroom, but we've never done an entire episode outlining all of them. We've just kind of been here or there. Of, oh, that's shitty behavior. Oh, that's shitty behavior. Not going, oh, here are all the shitty behaviors everybody should be watching out for. I mean, that's true. We, we've definitely talked about it, like, in small instances. Like, don't – if you see this, that's a problem. If you see this, that's a problem. But we never, like, specifically focused on when you're in the bedroom, when you're with a partner um, in an intimate way, here's some things that should throw up warning signs and tell you that maybe you should uh, not be with that person. Yeah. Not worth your time. Don't have sex with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and I think that, you know, this is, uh, it is good. And, and I, I, I had somebody, uh, ask about the podcast and it was someone just who was like, well, I'm not dating. So I don't know why I don't listen to your podcast. And I was, it was something I was like, well, you know, like dating is just one element of what we talk about. Like it's so much like, you know, relationship dynamics, intimacy, you know, consent, like all these other things that are, I think are important for anyone, even if you're not in a, uh, you know, even if you are in a relationship. So I think this is definitely one of those that can be pretty valuable for people. Yeah. Should we start out with with the most glaring ones because I think we've we hit we hit the main ones all the time but let's just bring them to life and expand on them a little oh, bit more um sure there's, yeah because they are still important the, of, even if they're obvious they're still important. they're not going away they will still be there as big glaring red flags which I think one of the biggest red flags in the bedroom is if they don't give a fuck if you orgasm they don't care they yep. they don't want your feedback or opinion. They came, sex was good, the end. Yeah, what uh, I heard, I had a, a friend of mine who just um, on Twitter who just posted a joke that was just about that, and here's what it said: It was fantastic, and I, and I had to uh, had to share it. She said, um, "My ex used to always want to sleep right after sex, and I didn't. He'd be like, you 'You don't understand. Orgasms make me sleepy.' And it's like, okay, but orgasms also make me sleepy.'" <laughs> 
That's great. You know, damn, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Ginny Hogan, by the way. I want to give her credit for that joke. Uh, Ginny Hogan. But uh, yeah, so it is one of those situations where, uh, you know, if, if somebody doesn't care about, about you and they're like, oh, well, I just want to go to sleep now, and they don't even try to put any effort into it, that is a huge red flag. And it doesn't mean that you have to both have to come every time. It doesn't mean that there always has to, you it's know. It's not going to happen every time. Right. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and even it happens to men too sometimes. Like I've, I've been with, with someone where like we focused on, 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 I was, you know, with her, we focused on her. She had an orgasm before we actually had any type of penetrative sex. And then I wasn't really feeling it. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. Like, it's okay that you had fun. I also had fun. Like, that's the other thing is it can be fun to make somebody else happy. And you don't always have to get off in order to make that fun. But if your partner is never even trying with you, that is such a huge issue. That means they really don't care about you. No, they you're just they you're got just theirs, a, and you're yeah. and you're done. You must have gotten yours too because his was so good, or whatever. I don't know. Just like it's the not giving a fuck about the orgasm, and then when you address, hey, how about next time we try this instead, or this might be more pleasurable for me, and they reject that feedback as just irrelevant because it doesn't benefit them in any way of their or it would benefit them for the overall experience but it doesn't benefit them getting an orgasm it's a huge problem and that just it'll stem into other parts of a relationship if you even get that far because if they don't care about you in the bedroom and you orgasming what else are they not going to care about you when it comes to things Oh, yeah. They're just completely disregarding you in the bedroom. They're going to disregard you in a lot of ways. I, My best friend, Lisa, I don't think she'll, she'll mind me uh, giving her name with this, um, actually broke up with a guy because he was going down on her. And she said something like, hey, try this. And was giving him like some guidance. And he's like, uh, no, I know what I'm doing. And like, and it basically like literally was telling her that he knew better than she did what felt good for her own body. And she was like, uh, excuse me, you know better. And he goes, well, I'm good at this. And she goes, obviously not. Like it was, it was basically, yeah. Like, like no two dicks are the same. No two vaginas are the same. Like it, we don't all come with the same magical button of these four things or whatever. Everybody is so I mean, different. There's a magical button, but you know, I mean, <laughs> yes, but... but most men can't find it anyways. Right. Uh, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, you know, you know how, you know how you're, how to be good at giving head listening and like, and taking direction. Like that's how you get good at giving head is actually listening to each partner and doing what they respond to and what they like. That's how it works. And the actual nonverbal cues. You can tell if, yes. if you're going down on someone if it's if they're gearing up towards being super pleasurable for them or if it's just okay and you need to switch it up if you just continue on the same path and they're not giving you any verbal feedback or like giving you any of the nonverbal cues you're not doing a good job i don't care how many minutes right. you've put into work on whatever right Exactly. Yeah. It just and, and, and listening to your partner is part of being a good partner and refusing to listen and thinking, you know, better is a huge red flag. Yeah. And if that continues, you're not going to get as much sex either. So why would why would someone want to keep coming back for more if they don't feel listened to, appreciated and like they're not getting taken care of either? Yeah, they're just absolutely. not they're just going to be done with you. So you don't want to be that partner who doesn't listen and respect 
No, absolutely. Um, and uh, I don't know why I'm going to Twitter again with this, but oh, um, there's another there's, tweet. <laughs> there's, there's, there's another. There's another one. There's an account I follow. I follow called Ask Aubrey, and uh, she posts stuff that like shitty guys have said all the time. And this is just like this is so awful um, that it's like this is what men think. Basically, and and of course now I can't find it. Where is it? There was one where basically this guy was saying that a woman is essentially just a hole, and like she doesn't need a man around to like. I mean, I'm sorry, she doesn't even around. She doesn't need to really even be conscious to like have sex. Like sex is just you know nothing for her. So why not just allow, you know, allow men to just do whatever they want and and like. And like guys like that, like shouldn't date women, they, they should exist. not they should, date no, women not. at all, which goes, uh, no. uh, yeah, it, it goes the, into the next red flag, honestly, that I have, but yeah, so let's, let's, let's talk yeah, about okay. the next one, which is because there's two, I would say there's obviously huge ones and this is, this is the not other. listening and no orgasms is a huge one. And then this is another one of the other huge ones. The next one, they don't respect your boundaries and ignore consent. Which exactly you don't want to be with someone who doesn't respect a boundary, doesn't listen when you say no, like that's just not a good foundational quality to have in a partner, period. And you want to get out of those situations because it's a safety thing. And then, you know, we have done an entire episode all about coercion and consent. And that also boils into this, too, that if they take your no and they start to try to guilt trip you, they try to, you know, like plead with you or whatever it might be, like whatever the tactics it's they use so when you say no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but I have blue balls. Yeah, whatever. Cry me a fucking river. Uh, whatever they're going to say, that is all aspects of coercion. And that is that is a violation of your consent. That is a violation of your boundaries. And so that is a giant red flag. If like, if they, if you like, Hey, let's stop or I don't want to, or no. And they keep pushing. They don't respect you. Mm-hmm. No matter what they tell you, their actions say otherwise. Yes. And in this case, the actions are very, very important. And then this, like I said, this boils down to coercion. Coercion is a violation of consent. You know, if they, if they beg you until you finally give in, that is not healthy either. That's not a respect for your boundaries. The other aspect of this, that's a little more subtle but I think should also be considered a red flag is if they don't check in with you. If they, if they don't consent, it should be a continuous thing. It should be, you know, do you like this? I mean, it should be a conversation anyways. Cause if you're just, if you're one of those weird people who's just like quiet in bed and don't say anything and don't make any noises, nobody likes having sex with you. I'm sorry. I'm just letting you know that. Like if you're just, <laughs> if you, if you just stay quiet the whole time, you're, you're not you're... fun for anybody. And that's why nobody ever wants to talk to you. That's just, I'm telling you uh, any listeners right now, Start being vocal in bed and it'll things will improve for you. Well, you also but, need to check in because hopefully you're changing positions. Right. You're changing the flow of things a little bit where, oh, we switched to this. How does she feel? Oh, you, you know what I mean? Or, oh, I, I, I'm going deeper. Oh, is that hurting her? Is that whatever? You know, if, well, and it's, it's even like even like if you're, you know, um, oh, do you like this or do you like that? And if if they're giving you verbal cues that they are enjoying themselves, you don't have to constantly right. be like, you know, that's because obviously they're they're giving you uh, 
reasons or any type of, you know, but if, if you are changing things or if you're doing something that might be a little kinky and you're doing things that might involve like choking or spanking, is this good? You know, did you like that? You know, you can ask things. Hey, I mean, that's kind of a sexy thing. And having like safe that. words and yeah. Oh, you like that? You know, like you can say that. And if they say, no, please stop, then you know to stop. But if you're not even asking those things, if you're not even considering because you're so focused on your own enjoyment too, that, that can be a problem as well. Yeah. You basically just black out and just do whatever you want. That's not okay. Right. Right. And so it's important for, I mean, for everyone to just remember that you should continuously try to check in and it should be enthusiastic. If someone's just like, yeah, I guess then maybe you maybe shouldn't should, be doing it. You shouldn't have sex with them. They don't really sound like they want to have sex with you. It's not a fuck. Yeah. Yes. So eh, don't, right. don't fuck them. <laughs> yeah. If it's not a fuck. Yes. Then fuck. Don't fuck. Don't them. fuck. Them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, those are, unless you have another big, Big one. I think those are my main two red flags. And then there's obviously other ones that aren't as major, but still important. Yes. Yeah. I think those, those are the absolute, like the, the two biggest ones. And I think that a lot of little ones that we're going to talk about too, will go back to kind of being some variation of those two as well yep. about not, not really caring about your enjoyment and not caring about your boundaries. Like that's kind of, that's kind of like those, are, you know, those will encompass a lot of it, but we can get more specific about things too. Yeah. I mean, one for me is when you're opening up with your partner and you're talking about what you like and don't like, and then you explore like the fantasy side of what you'd really like. If you open up and tell them that in a vulnerable manner and they make fun of you, laugh at you or say, "Ew, that's disgusting and shame you for that kink or fantasy. That to me is a red flag of, wow, they're not even open to listen and kind of respect where you're coming from you don't have to do those like fantasies by any means but just just from like a vulnerability standpoint why would you laugh at someone who likes those certain things yeah kink shaming is is definitely a red flag it doesn't mean if someone tells you a kink and it's not something that you're into you don't have to do it you're not being nobody's going to force you to do their kink but you can also just say okay well i appreciate you sharing that with me thank you for you know thank you for being open with me and then you can share something you might have and you know see what they say but you don't want to in any way shame them for it and and you can be like well i'll have to think about that maybe we can try that sometime i think a lot of it is education too especially dating roy i've been a lot kinkier in my sex life with things that i did not even know existed to be completely honest and he'd say something or show me a photo or do something and well not do something but like show like what he would like or whatever and i'm like at first i'm like oh shit like what am I looking at? And then I'm like, okay, take it back. Like, don't like, come on. You can't just say that and not have an example, Sarah. I don't know if he's going to like that. I'm saying this. So when, uh, when we were traveling, I was scrolling through his phone to try to find this photo that he took. And I scrolled a little too far and found a photo of a woman who was like aggressively tied up. And it was like a a cartoon drawing or whatever, but it was like a depiction of like in a public space. And it was just like a really graphic photo that one, I wasn't expecting to see as I was scrolling on my phone. And two, I had never known that that was something that he really enjoyed. So the second I saw it, I was like, what the, I was like, what is this? And then he kind of explained, I was like, oh, you like, you like that? He's like, yeah, but it's just like a fantasy thing that I don't expect. I don't expect you to ever get to the level of anything in this photo, but you know, it is something that kind of turns me on. And it was a conversation and like an education of just, oh, okay, this is what this is in the photo and whatever. But I wouldn't have, if I never would have stumbled upon it, I eventually we'd probably had the conversation, but 
it was just a moment of learning for me of going, sure. okay, and now I just, you know. I was much less salacious than I thought I was going to you be. You didn't see the, the photo, but <laughs> you didn't see the photo. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it was, I can't even explain it because it's just so fucking graphic that I was so shocked for looking for a photo of myself in his camera roll that I was not expecting right. that. But I didn't, I didn't shame him for it because I'm like, okay, you find, like, you find that sexy. My thought process is how can we incorporate elements that I feel comfortable doing from that into our sex play? Yeah, absolutely. And that was good that, you know, you guys were able to have that conversation because you're both adults about these things, whereas, you know, people who kink shame. Now, the the opposite of that, too, is that if somebody forces their kink on you without asking you about it, like mm-hmm. um, that's that's also a huge red flag. Like someone who just starts choking you without asking if the, that's what you're into or, or anything. Um, I had a uh, I had a friend who told me one time that she was with a guy and they were in the shower having sex and he just started peeing on her. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And she was like, what are you doing? And she was like disgusted by it because it wasn't something she expected and it wasn't something she was into. And he was laughing because he was getting off. Like he enjoyed it. And he's like, oh, this is just a thing I like. And she's like, this is not okay. Like, like that's not okay to just do that. He's like, we're in the shower. What does it matter? Like, so he's immediately dismissive of how he violated her consent and took a kink of his and it just immediately, yeah, just thrust it upon her without ever talking to her about it anyway. Red fucking, it goes back to the violation of consent. What the fuck? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's one thing if they would have been in the shower and like talking about it and then said, hey, you know, I kind of want to live out this. Like, let's try it, you know. And if she was okay and open to it. Sure. Yeah. Like he's like, hey, can I can I try peeing on you? You know, while we're in the shower, like not on your face or something, but just like, you know, just to see. And she's like, yeah, all right, let's try it. But if you just like just all of a sudden started just hosing her down like that's yeah just i would okay. think what yeah, are you that, doing that is, wow that is fucked up yeah yeah and so i would say beyond so that's you know the kink shaming and kink forcing those are two things and then um body shaming and like any type of insecurity like uh, you, you know using your insecurities against you or trying to or saying things about insecurities would be is a huge red flag mm-hmm. like saying oh your vagina looks a little weird compared to what I, just like calling out like god i can't imagine men are like, fucking you, like, awful of saying oh Jesus. it's like your extra beef lip or some shit i mean men are fucking we know yeah. men are trash but calling something out as terrible as that or mentioning oh it's been a while since you've shaved your legs i'm not really attracted to you unless you shave your legs or making fun of any smell that happens during sex or a queef that happens during sex or right. any, if you're sweaty during sex, cause it's a physical activity and they say, yeah, Ooh, yeah, you're disgusting. Yeah, yeah. I'm not attracted to you cause you're sweating during a physical activity. It just like makes you feel insecure of like, damn, do you not find me sexy? This is just my body. I can't control if I, right. I, I can't control the queef that happened or whatever. And, it's my body if I decide to shave or not shave. So don't shame me because of that. And it just, why would you want to be with someone who's putting you down in a really vulnerable state, to be honest? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's not a healthy person. That's not someone you'd want to be with in any way. Like they're not a good person to be with. And as far as I'm concerned, there's one thing to like, 
to have thoughts you can have thoughts like well like oh well like if you're having sex with someone that you don't like, you know, like, like oh i don't really love like, oh, they, oh, yeah. i'm not really into this right now this is person you know like if, if that's like it's a one-night stand or a hookup or something and you're just like oh this is a bad idea but using that time to shame the person or whatever is not okay just don't do it again it's basically you know just <laughs> just decide not to hook up with them again that that's the the way to deal with that it's not calling them out for whatever bothers you at that at that moment yeah yeah. Unless, I, I will say, unless it's something like if you, there's a guy and you're about to go down on him and he smells like yesterday's can of tuna fish because he hasn't shaved, you know, washed his balls in three right. weeks, then it's okay to be like, you know what, we're not doing this till you go take a shower. That That's okay. If, if it's a hygienic thing and it's a hygienic neglect thing, not a, not something that's just like, you know, like, but it, like, especially with it, when it comes to men just being unwashed morons um it's okay to be like yeah this is done until you take a shower and learn how to wash your ass like uh, it's just not gonna happen i was literally going to say if they can't change it in a couple of minutes it's not worth calling out so something like hygiene pretty much you know why would you call out something that they can't change about their bodies but if it's something like that hey yeah right exactly yeah because we know that that's that's been a thing i'm sure you've had some stories about that but uh you know, I'm probably the one who smells worse than anybody. Why is that? Because I'm just a very sweaty person. Like, oh, I've been told, Ooh, like, you're too sweaty. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I don't I'm... think sweaty. Sweaty isn't bad, though. Sweaty, like, I don't think I ever think sweaty is bad. So mm. Until someone's like, damn, you made my sheets all wet. And it's not just from your pussy. It's from your sweaty body. I'm like, just wash the fucking sheets, moron. Yeah, that's a red flag right there, too. Literally. Anybody's going to say shit like that. Yeah. Like, do you expect your sheets not to get dirty after we just fucked? I don't Don't understand. Do you not want sex to be a fun physical activity that you're going to sweat and, like, that's just that's going to happen? Like, yeah, that's... I don't get it. Yeah. Well, so that boils down to another another red flag, too, is if, especially when it comes to a, a man having absolute zero knowledge about the female body and not wanting to learn anything about it, you know, like, just... The you take men who just don't understand things as basic as you know uh, obviously where where the clitoris is they think the clitoris and the G spot is the same thing I've seen multiple uh, things about about that they think that uh, I mean they think that periods can be held in like you can just hold it like if you have to pee like they think we that can too. pick when it happens yeah, yeah you can pick when it happens and just schedule it for you know they and they pick just don't Tuesday. and they they think that women are you know hairless and completely hairless and understand that there's going to be hairs sometimes there's going to be you know like uh, on nipples and things like that like that just happens that's part of being a human and yeah literally like the 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 weirdest I think the weirdest comment I've ever received about my body was from an ex-boyfriend because, you know, he was, like, sucking on my nipple. And he was like, it looks like you have pimples on your nipples. Because I had, like, oh the little... Oh, my God. Do- and, I, like, in our early 20s, I don't know. I was just like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's not a normal nipple. And I'm like, how many nipples have you seen in your life? My God, we're, we're like, 20 years old. What the fuck? You haven't fucked that many. I'm We were virgin. Like, it was so dumb. But he said that, and it's always stuck with me. And I'm just like, this is a normal fucking nipple. All nipples right. come in, just like vaginas. All yes. body parts come in different shapes and sizes. And that was just such a, like, you don't understand. I'm not saying, oh, your dick's not a normal dick because it's bigger or small. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't say that about a, a man's. Right, because Members, you actually have so empathy I... and you're thoughtful and you're, you know, considerate. Whereas men just say the stupidest fucking shit like that. Like, that have been, oh, well, this is the last nipple of mine you're going to see. Like, that should have been the, the <laughs> right. right there. I mean, as soon as he started saying that, like, 
because, you know, people have this idea, not people, men have this idea of women as far as porn and playboy, it's airbrush and all this stuff. So they just don't like somehow get in their head. They don't understand they're human beings. Like they're, we, we all have flaws and wrinkles and cellulite, like, like all these things. And if you're going to, uh, I don't know. It's the same, the same idiot neckbeards who like comment on like a picture of so, Oh, well she's too fat. And you look at the picture and you're like, what She's Where? a normal human being. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you talking about? And let me just guess what you look like there, troll. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But yes, insecurity is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not knowing about or, you know, making, using, using someone's insecurity against them, not knowing someone's body and not even trying to learn about it, not being willing to learn about bodies um, or even ask questions and try to find out. Like, that's just. Yeah. yeah. And And going back to bodies and women's bodies in general periods and like we could say we can't yes. just hold them in period pe- <laughs> did i say period like that? no i know i was just, just like yes periods period, period. <laughs> like that is that is a red flag right there yeah uh, not, not having a period but what how men deal with it well yeah because it's like oh i'm mad at you because i can't have sex with you because you're crampy and you don't feel good enough on your period to have sex with me boo I'm going to be a pouty little boy about it. Or, oh, that's gross. You have a period. I don't want to have sex with you or touch you until you're done with your period. Like, it's fucking 2022 and you don't respect me because I'm a menstruating human. What the fuck? Like and, I said, and, can't control it, you know? Right. <laughs> and, and you know, maybe not everybody's thing is to have sex with someone on their period. That's, you know, whatever. That's if you can't handle it. It's not a big deal. Some, so I feel like men think that it's going to be like, and I know you probably haven't seen this movie, like the shining, the shining when the elevators open up and there's just the blood pours down the hallway. Like they think that's what it's going to be like having sex with someone on their period. It's not, it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty easy cleanup. It's not a big deal. And it's usually pretty fucking good sex in my opinion too. Like, I, but so men are going to get weirded out about it, which, you know, these are the same men who don't wash their asses. So like, they're just, they don't understand the human body in any capacity. And it's also any man who says, oh, well, your mouth isn't on its period, is it? When, like, you're like, I don't want to have sex because I'm on my period. You know, like, anyone who says, any man who says that, that's a red flag. Any man who's like, oh, well, you're not in the mood, but, you know, I can still your, get a blowjob. Your blow mouth job. might yeah, be in yeah, the yeah, mood. Is your mouth in the mood? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, Roy jokes, like, as a joke, like, we laugh about He's not serious, but he'll say something right, like, right. oh, you know, your mouth looks really good right now. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Right, and then right. we go back and to like, watching okay. TV. Yeah, it's a joke. But yeah, if, if you like, you actually asked to have sex, or he asked to have sex, and you're like, oh, I'm not really feeling it. I'm kind of crampy. And then he's like, okay, well, you just want to suck my dick instead? Like, I feel like that's a shitty thing to <laughs> that's say. so fucked, If yeah. you're serious about it. Like, if you're serious about it, that is not okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and going back to period sex, too, most of the time when I think it's going to be a lot of blood, we always look at the towel, and I'm like, that wasn't that much. It really wasn't that Bad. Right. So I had I accidentally had period sex. I didn't even realize when I had my when I was having the affair, and I actually was going down on her, and she started her period without even realizing it. And it wasn't until I came up and realized that I had some blood around like my beard, and then I was like, okay. Well, and then we just then we had sex, and it was fantastic, and it was you know it was incredible. And I was like, I washed off, and wow, I survived, and it was no big deal, you know. And it just it was a fun experience, and maybe it's not do a it waterfall. Again. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. What other ones do you have that are red flags on your list? I would say anything related to uh, refusal to understand how important birth control is or to put Mm. the entire 
onus on your shoulders and just be like, well, you're on birth control or you could just take plan B and, and, or I can't use a condom. They don't fit well. You know what? That's absolute bullshit. There's been so many, I love the TikTok videos of people like taking a, a like a normal condom, like a small, so like an average size condom and like putting it on their arm all the way down to their elbow and be like, oh, it's too small. Is it? Yeah. Fuck you. You're just a piece of shit for saying that. Or it doesn't feel the same. The mar- the difference is so marginal that you can't you just there's nothing it, it drives me crazy it's and the then, it's the having to stop to put it on is what people don't like it it ruins the moment but yeah, if there's no other alternative if she's not you know she doesn't have an iud or birth control or doesn't want to take a plan b that's your option that that is your form of and, and you know what ruins the moment is having a fucking baby um that'll ruin all of the future moments um also what ruins the moment is if you were to get an sti because you weren't using protection because mm-hmm. if we do have any listeners who are this fucking stupid and i hope we don't at this point in in our tenure as podcast hosts so over five years but if you're still listening and you're this fucking stupid you can get stis if someone's on birth control just so you know yep. birth control is not a you know like um, iud's and birth control do not protect you from getting an sti so keep that in mind because <sighs> i know some people are, are, are idiots and think that um and also with condoms i wanted to mention if somebody stealths so if somebody pulls off the condom and uh, you know in the middle of sex and thinks it's funny or just does it because they, they won't notice they think they won't yeah. notice if they take it off or whatever that is actually a violation of your consent that is rape that is, and, and there are some states that actually will now have that legislated as rape, but that is rape because they, you did not consent to having sex without a condom. And mm-hmm. so that is a, of course, a giant red flag. Any type of, any type of sexual assault or, or rape is a red flag. Yeah, I don't think we should need to say that, but we'll, we'll just make it explicit. And, and on the topic of STIs too, if they refuse to get tested, or like don't know. I, I think it's important to know at least where you stand, especially if you're having multiple sexual partners to go. I'm good. Are you good? And if they're like, oh, I don't believe in that. Or, oh, I've always been good. If they give an answer to that effect, I would be really cautious and probably wouldn't engage in any activity with them. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. I'd be like, yeah, that's just it's just not worth it at all. Nope. Let's see. You got You have anything else? I've got to. I have a couple. If they shame you, if you're having the conversation of how many people have you slept with, which is a stupid fucking conversation to have in general. But if you happen to have that conversation and you say your number and then they shame you based off of the number that you said, red fucking flag. You don't want to. Why would you want to sleep with them? They're just you're a piece of meat to them. You should have your number should be. I keep seeing the TikToks. What what number should she be? And they're like zero. Like, what the fuck is wrong with men? But, he, but men can have 50, but she must have zero yeah. because that's how I control the woman or whatever. Well, that's it's all just... it is. It's control. It's also those men don't want any woman to know how bad they are in bed. And so they find somebody with no experience to, mm-hmm. to have sex with. Yeah. So there's that. And then my other thought is when men, I'm, I'm stereotyping men, but I'm sure that there could be other op- possibilities out there. But if they only... Pre- pretend to care about you before they think they're going to get laid. So they're showing you the most interest and they're texting you back the most and pretending like treating you right, right before they think they're going to get laid. And then you guys have sex. And then he goes back to treating you like shit and ghosts you and whatever, and only hits you up when he thinks he's going to get laid. Red flag. 
I agree. That's um, in my opinion, that's a violation of informed consent because you were consenting to have sex with somebody that you thought cared about you, and if they were lying and manipulating to you in order just to get you to be just to get in bed with you, and saying what they what you thought they wanted, then you were not consenting in an informed way. You weren't you weren't informed on how they actually felt, and that is a violation of consent. Huge red flag. I never would have considered that a violation of consent. I would just would have assumed they're right. shitty and it's just a hookup. So it doesn't really matter. And then when he hits me up again, then, oh, he's acting nice again. Oh, he might like that. That's never in my mind ever been part of like a violation of consent because it's so fucking common right. that that shit happens that people don't. Because they have pickup artists that are trying to, well, here's how to trick a woman into getting to bed with you. Well, you know what? If you trick a woman into getting to bed, you just violated her consent. I really feel, I really feel that's what it is. Uh, Because like I said, informed consent, you know, you're consenting to an explicit set of things or an explicit thing. I am consenting to have sex with this person till any point that I decide I don't want to. But this person, if this person is not representing themselves in a way that is genuine or legitimate, then you're not consenting to have sex with the piece of shit who's lying to you. He's lying to you. That's not, you would not have consented if they had actually. If you knew that they felt a certain way or were actually tricking you behind the scenes, then yeah, your actions would have been different. So that's yeah. uh, something to really keep in mind. There, there's a lot, like, I mean, I think our coercion episode, people really talked about that too, how they didn't really think about how much coercion violates your consent as well. And then I think that your, you know, your example is another good way, not good way, but another solid example of a uh, violation of consent, which yeah. is funny how these all kind of go down, to, you know, to the same things, basically. It's like consent and what was, what was it? Consent and... Giving a fuck if oh, you consent orgasm. And, and, yeah, yeah, consent and, and, orgasm. And, and basically and consideration. Consent and consideration, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah. Consent and consideration. That. Instead of communication, open and honest communication, this is consent and consideration, this episode. This is the main yeah. focus. Yes. And the, the, you know, I think we, we've talked about most of them. I have a few, like, small, quick ones that I want to talk about. Um, if, like, you're going down on a guy and he grabs your head without asking. Oh, uh, yeah. God. Fuck you. That's a red flag. That's like someone who's like watched porn is like, oh, this is how you do it. No, you know what? Someone who's actually good at giving head, you don't need to touch their head at all because you don't let them do their work. They're going to do an excellent job. (laughs) The only thing I'll say about if you happen to touch my head that I don't find problematic is if I'm like, keep getting my own hair in my mouth. Yes. yes. (laughs) Then then you can help me by pulling my hair back back and and holding it back, but not, not to push. If you use someone's head as a fuck toy, then I think that's a red flag Uh, without permission. If your partner decides she wants to use a toy to get off because she had sex and she still, she didn't have an orgasm and she wants to get there and you get jealous of it, or you think it's somehow a replacement for you. You're a red flag. You're a walking you're red a flag. Walking red flag. You're also man. no fun in bed. Honestly, you're no fun. Right. I mean, I've had the you know some of the most fun I've ever had has been when I went with somebody and like I you know I came she was close but didn't quite get there so then we brought out the toys and then she finally had an orgasm and then you know like the it was just like a fun experience to use toys and get there with her and like I used the toys and she used them and I would you know like talk dirty while she was doing you know all these things and like that's a fun experience and if if you're not having sex with someone because you want to have fun with them, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Question. Do you think among men, there's a stigma of using sex toys for your own pleasure? Like men just aren't inclined to want to use sex toys for themselves. 
I don't think so. I mean, I would say that the same men that would have a problem with a woman using a vibrator in bed probably have a flashlight or probably have a sock that they jerk off into, like, or some, some equivalent. Yeah. You know, so what the way. fuck? Well, yeah, cause of course it's a double standard because it's the men like that that have the issue. And, they, and there's there's whole Twitter threads that I've read about, you know, these men saying, well, you know, if your woman uses toys and she's basically like, I think basically a lesbian or something weird, which doesn't make any what? logical. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. These, pe- these people are just walking red flags. And sometimes that you don't know until you get into bed with them that they're that fucking awful. Okay. What else do you got? That's the only other couple word. ones I had was... Um, like inviting a third party into bed without permission, you know, like, hey, my friend's here, you know, without ever talking it through um, any type of recording or taking photos without permission, um, mm-hmm. you know, without without making explicit that you're about to do that. And then, it, you know, seeing if it's OK, uh, even if you're like, well, it was just for me. It doesn't matter. It's it's not OK to do that. I had an ex where I actually did that. It recorded us without without telling her because we were like, we were both drunk and she was going down on me and I recorded her. And then I told her right afterwards, I was like, hey, I just recorded this. Do you want to watch? You know, like, can, do you want to see it? And you can delete it if you want. And she was into it. But it was, but like, I immediately felt bad when I did it. I was like, oh, I'm not, this is not okay. You know, like, but, but yeah, like, both parties. Yeah, both parties need to consent. But we were, we, like I said, we were drunk and I, I was like, shouldn't have done it. But it wasn't, didn't really register in my drunk brain until after I was done. And I was like, oh, that wasn't a good idea. You know, uh, that was years ago. Well, I had someone who took a photo, I'm assuming, took a photo of me while I was sucking his dick, but then I heard the click, I didn't see a flash, I heard the click, freaked the fuck out, oh, and was yeah. like, well, let me see your phone, like, let me, and I had really long hair at the time, so I was like, well, my face probably is covered by my hair, I'm guessing, but then he pulled up his phone, said, I have nothing to hide, and then... I guess I, I to this day still think it ended up in his deleted folder. I think he deleted it quickly. And then when I scrolled just his camera roll, I didn't see it. Right. Or Snapchat. Or it could have been Snapchat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was like the Snapchat. This was in college. Yeah. So shitty yeah. behavior. Shitty and I still behavior. went back. Still went back after that going, oh, well, whatever. Like Red flag. Red fucking flag. Yeah. I bet you, I bet you got zero orgasms out of that relationship. Mm-mm. Worst guy ever. Well, let's see. Anything else I had on here? Oh, I guess the only other one that I think is not really necessarily a red flag, but it's maybe a yellow flag is someone who's just lazy in bed. Like someone who's just like, especially I feel like this is a kind of a guys with big dick type thing. Like a guy who just they like, don't have to work for anything. They would just lay back and then just like, all right, get on top. And they and they don't like try anything. Like if someone's on top, you know, you can move with them. You can grab them by the hips. You can like, you know, there's a lot of ways you can be involved in that. So if they're just like a lazy and just, just want to be a dick, like essentially, just essentially a human dick and just let you just like ride them and they don't want to do anything. I feel like that's kind of a yellow, maybe red flag. Then why are you even having sex? I, I get if you're bored, right, whatever. Right. But if you don't have the energy to have sex, don't try to have sex. Just hang out on the couch with them instead. Why, why yeah. bother? You know, if it's just going to be one sided, you're not going to be fun. Stop. Exactly. And and I think that, I mean, that might go for women too, that if you're not in the mood to have sex with someone, then don't, don't fake it. Don't, well, don't fake it. I definitely don't fake no, it. No, no, no. But like, don't fake that you don't want fake to and you fake want to. the experience. And just say no and don't let them coerce you into having sex too. Yeah. Ugh. So I think that's a pretty, pretty solid list of red flags. I th- And one yellow. Yes. And one yellow. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> 
yeah, if you have other other red flags that you would like to share with us, you can do that. Uh, share them in a Facebook group. You can uh, join Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash DKS podcast. We have a thriving group that has new members all the time. I don't even know. I've stopped counting on how many members we have, but there's always... We're over 2,000. Uh, it's definitely over 2,000. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we can definitely, uh, you can always post uh, what red flags you think uh, in bed uh, are important as well. Yeah, and if you're having a red flag experience or something that you think might be a red flag, give us a call in our DKS hotline. That number is 407-519-0181, and we'll play it on air, and you could be anonymous, and we could figure it out together. That's right. We need more of those, so we need some more voicemails. I think we have one more saved right now to reply to, so we need, we need more. So yes, please call the DKS hotline. You, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you can at youtube.com slash sucks. You can also follow around on follow us on Instagram, where we don't really post much, but, uh, you know, who knows what might happen. Instagram's and, died, okay? Instagram, Same, yeah, uh... it's, it's so 2019. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's it, uh, at datingkindofsucks. Or you can, follow, you can follow our personal Instagrams. That's probably more exciting. Uh, of course, you can email us with any questions at datingkindofsuckspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow our TikToks, too. We're both not really that active, uh, just like <laughs> Instagram Instagram might be dead. TikTok's not. But Adam's is at Adam Evitable, and mine is at Simply Sarah G underscore. And then to round it out, if you've been listening for almost five years of this podcast and have not, I repeat, have not given us a five-star rating and review on I- iTunes, now is the time to do it. What are you waiting for? I don't understand. That's right. Yes, please just do that. It literally takes just, you know, a minute and a half to do. We'd, we'd love that. Uh, you can also, if you're on Spotify, you can follow. And I think rate, now you can actually rate uh, podcasts yep. on Spotify. So it gives a good rating on there. And then finally, if you do enjoy the content we put out, um, we'd love your support for five bucks a month. So not very much. You can support the podcast at, at Patreon where you will get bonus content. And that's patreon.com slash DKS podcast. Well, This episode wasn't a walking red flag, so we'll try for another fun thing (laughs) next time. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, earlier today, Sarah texted me. I was like, um, what's my uh, useless superpower? You fuck fuck you. No, no, no. I I am going to say that uh, your useless superpower is definitely not segues. That is not one of your superpowers. (laughs) But that can't be a useless superpower if it's not my superpower. Well, I'm saying, no, it's it's not. I'm saying that's not. Segways are not your superpower in any way. Useless or useful. (laughs) Sometimes I have good ones, but yeah, it's not often. (laughs) No, they're they're the cheesiest. It's always so cheesy. They're great. We will when we come back. Um, Sarah and Roy will now will be living in blank. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> we'll be living when, somewhere. <laughs> somewhere new. Yeah, they'll be in a new home by the time we do. You, you listen to the next episode. Uh, I will still be in the middle of BFE fucking Utah. So um, we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Whether you're Married or single or poly or ace Or hanging out with swingers back at your place Listen to us as we get no fuck On Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks Trying and trying and having no luck Because we all know Dating kinda sucks Are two of a kind. He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind. They're not doing this show to make any bucks. Life as a chicken whose feathers they pluck. Why does it work? Well, here is the crux. They both know. Dating kind of sucks. Dating kind of sucks.